You're listening to Joyful Wedding Planning, your spot for de-stressing and relaxing while you plan your wedding. You might be thinking, is that even possible? Well, heck yeah, it is. I'm your host, Emily DeClue, founder of The Joy Factor, Weddings and Events, and I'm here to help you plan the wedding of your dreams joyfully. Whether you're a DIYer or a delegator, this podcast will help you find the joy factor as you plan your wedding. DIY that one thing for your wedding, or would that particular element be better left to the pros? Hi, I'm Emily DeClue, founder of The Joy Factor, a wedding planning company based in Toronto, serving couples globally. I release new podcasts every Thursday to bring The Joy Factor into your wedding planning, so make sure to hit the follow button wherever you get your podcasts. It is amazing to DIY things for your wedding, especially if you love to DIY, but at what point does it get too overwhelming and start to take away from your big day? So I DIY'd the majority of my wedding because I love to DIY. Anything, like I look at a shelf, I'm like, oh yeah, I could build that. I'm like, no, I cannot, Emily. No, I'm not a woodworker. I should probably just buy the shelf. But there are a lot of things that I know how to DIY that I just love to do because I've either taught myself how or I have an educational background in it. And in fact, for my wedding, I DIY'd all of the catering with some help from my mom. I did my cake. I did the sugar flowers on the cake. I sewed the jacket for my husband. I did my hair. I did my makeup. And I did, of course, all of the logistical planning because that's my bread and butter. I organized all of the vendors, the travel. I did the budget. Like, I did literally everything on my own. The one thing I did not do was pick up and bring back the chairs. Oh, the chairs at my wedding, the one thing. It's fine, they were fine. We got the chairs, they left at the end of the night. We paid a lot of money for the chairs, but it's okay. Every wedding has one thing. I also was able to set up like the AV equipment, so recording the ceremony, the videography, all of that sort of stuff, but that's because we have the equipment already and we have friends who help us make films together, so. We, we were kind of sorted out for all of that stuff. I did not do my own photography. I got a great photographer, Ali Syed. I will link his info in the show notes and in the description below so that you can check out his work. Honestly, if you're in Toronto and you need a wedding photographer, he is your guy. Now, do I recommend this for everybody? Absolutely not. Unless you have a very specific set of skills that can translate into doing this in a joyful way, not in a stressful way. I don't think it's really the best use of your time, if I'm being completely honest. If you have the budget for it, just pay people. <laughs> just pay people. It's so nice. If you don't have the budget, there are lots of different ways to think about what it is you want to DIY, what it is you want to get a friend to help you with, or just see if there's different ways to arrange this stuff to make it a lot easier on yourself. Because at the end of the day, you want your wedding day to be like, enjoyable joyful even. A joyful factor moment? Yes, indeed. That's not my tagline and it never will be, but here we are. I also want to shout out my dad who helped us with the AV stuff, but he's got his own music production going and I will link to that as well. It's Tack Rock Music and he already knew how to record like multiple tracks and make sure that the piano my uncle was playing was recorded while the ceremony was recorded with our efficient and, and Justin and I talking. So like 
We had an amazing, incredible support team behind all of the DIY stuff, which is why I'm like, I was able to do all of it. And if you have that, then go for it. Yes, do it. But if there's like, if there's another option, you might want to take it. So let's look at a couple of different factors that might go into this. So I had a great support team behind me every step of the way, and I also had a really detailed plan on how to get there. I think what also kind of set me apart from maybe other DIYers is that I actually have been trained in a lot of the skills that were required to make all of my DIY projects come to life. So I wasn't trying to learn new skills while I was creating all of these projects. And that brings me to my first point. Do you have experience doing the thing you want to DIY? Because if you don't, you're kind of setting yourself up for heartbreak. You're... I heard this great analogy once about artists and that we tend to have a really elevated palette and high expectation of the end result. And when we're just starting to learn a new skill, oftentimes what we produce doesn't really equal this very high expectation. And then we get really disappointed in ourselves and we get angry and we're like, oh my God, I wasted all this time, this energy and money doing this thing that I really should have just paid for. And that's sort of the same thing with DIYing stuff for your wedding. We all have like extremely high hopes of how it's going to turn out. But if you haven't done it before, you may be setting yourself up for some pretty crappy disappointment. But look, if you want to, if you're like, I really want to DIY this thing. I want to make the centerpieces. I want to make my own bouquet. I want to do all this stuff. Like, please go for it. But practice. <laughs> Spend lots of time practicing in the months leading up. Not the days. The months leading up. Because otherwise you're just going to be like, well, I guess, I guess I'm walking down the aisle with this tulip. And I, all I've got is a tulip and now I'm sad because all I've got is a tulip and it's not meeting the expectations that I had. You can definitely turn this around, like I said, just with a little bit of practice, or you could choose to allocate some budget to that particular item. It's totally up to you. Point number two, how much time do you have to get this done before the actual wedding day? Like, are you like me and it's maybe less than, it's like three weeks away from your wedding and you're like, now is the time to start sewing my husband's jacket. <sighs> Disaster could have struck, but I had been practicing, luckily. You know, point number one, make sure you're experienced in the thing that you've been doing. If you're working on like the jacket for your husband, like I was, for example, you may want to allocate more than just a week to do it. I, I researched a lot of different things and people were saying like, yeah, it takes about a week to, to make a jacket and to get it all done because there's all this hand stitching that's required. There's like all of these different things. And I'm like, okay, I need to make sure at the very minimum I'm doing this at least three weeks before my wedding, which was like really cutting it tight. I probably should have made it a little earlier than that, but we were at my brother's wedding, so kind of busy doing other wedding things. So I gave myself like a two week window to make it. Luckily, I was done in about a week and that was fine. And then I just decided to make myself a dress for my bachelorette party instead, fill up that time. Cause you know, like the two weeks before your wedding, I don't know about you, but I'm just like, wow, I gotta keep busy or else I'm gonna start spiraling and it's not gonna be pretty. So as long as you've planned out all of your DIY projects in advance, like I had to make all of the sugar flowers for my cake, it took probably more than a month of me doing them in the evenings watching TV. I thought it was going to take me a week. 
<laughs> oh no, not the case at all. Plan out how long it's going to take and then give yourself like buffers of time between each of these projects because otherwise you're just going to be like, what is the point in doing all of this? I don't like it anymore. I just don't want to even do this wedding stuff anymore. You don't want that. You want to have a good time. You want to have a joyful wedding. So think about how much time you have for each of these projects that you want to do and map it out months in advance. Point number three, I have touched on this a little bit, but have you considered budget versus stress levels? Like, like is it going to totally destroy you to play with little finicky things like making the boutonnieres for all the jackets? Or is it going to make you like want to tear your hair, hair out if you have to bake a whole bunch of stuff? Or like, are there certain things that you know will stress you out that you could allocate some budget to? In some cases, no, and I get it, you know? And that's where the time factor comes in. Give yourself enough time to get this stuff done. But if you can pay for it, I would highly recommend just paying for it and making it so much easier on yourself. And speaking of stress levels, number four, have you considered that it might be very stressful on the day to be DIYing the thing? I made my own cake, but I was a trained pastry chef at one point. I've since not really used that skill as much. I got to use it quite a lot on my wedding day because we did all the catering. I made tons and tons of squares and cookies and truffles and blah, so many things. It was really good and I really enjoyed it. Um, but the cake, I probably didn't want to deal with that on my wedding day. I'm not going to lie. Like, it ended up being not exactly what I wanted because I was just like, okay, putting all the flowers in. Okay, stacking the cakes. Oh, the cake is a little wobbly. I don't want to deal with that. I was like, I can't, I don't have the time or energy as much of, you know, as much as I did all of the planning that I possibly could. I was like, this isn't going to work for me. <laughs> this is just what it is. And I'm moving on from it. The end. So if you're considering doing some type of DIY that requires day of work, do you really want to be worried about it on the day? Maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe that's what you enjoy. But if you don't, think of some other options that may be a better choice for you and your wedding. So all that to say, well, in some circumstances, it is a great thing to DIY for your wedding. It can save you money. It can be fun to do. It can be really nice projects to like connect with your family and your bridal party, whatever. Whatever. All of the things. There's so much fun. I love DIYing. I feel like I've said that a thousand times. Even if you love all the DIYing stuff, there are some circumstances where it's just better to let the pros handle it so that you don't have to think about it. Because at the end of the day, it's your day and you want to have a good time, right? You want to enjoy it. You want to bring back in the joy factor. Weddings and events by Emily DeClue. Hey, that's me. If you found this episode useful, I'd be so grateful if you followed and shared this episode with a friend or your fiance. If you have any questions about DIYing, like should I or should I not, send me an email at emily at joyfactorweddings.com. I would be so happy to help you with that. And hey, if you need a wedding planner, find me over at joyfactorweddings.com. I've got lots of different options for all different types of weddings, and especially I love working with DIYers. I will be back next Thursday with another wedding planning episode, so until then, keep it joyful.
Thanks for listening to Joyful Wedding Planning. I hope you got something out of this episode. And hey, if you did, leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps me to find more listeners just like you so that we can take all the stress out of wedding planning and go from panic to joy-filled moments. Need help to plan your wedding? Book a call with me at joyfactorweddings.com. I can't wait to help you plan the wedding of your dreams. This podcast was produced by The Ultimate Creative. Learn more about producing your own podcast at theultimatecreative.com.